It has been two years since the trade galaxy was shaken to its core by the actions of a single, mismatched, multi-species crew. Whatever you think of the heroes of Yentao, also known as the Space Squad, one thing is certain. All eyes are watching for whatever they do next. Library time! Library time! So you three ascend into this library building with these rows upon rows of supersized shelves, I will say, because the people who lived here are very big, or were very big. By supersized, are you saying a single, like, shelf, the distance between two shelves is as tall as Laurel is? Yeah, the books are about two-thirds your height. Amazing. Corel? Hmm? Can... Can I ride on your head, please? I can't see anything. Corel looks around. Yes, I suppose that makes sense. Corel sort of leans down, leans down to let you on. Lorelei is up on Corel's big, long, flat blade head, riding like a surfboard, just holding on by the eyebrow ridges. Like <laughs> Corel then turns head right. Let's have a look. What are you guys looking for? Is what I'm going to ask. Just to see what the the, the the book situation is, I think. Okay, I will take a general perception check then. Oh, if there's any, like, murals in here. A good shout. Yeah, I'll take... If Faraday looks for murals, Crick, you look for books. Lorelei, is there anything... Sorry, Corel, if you look for books. Uh, um, Lorelei? From the top of Corel's head, can I jump onto the top of the stacks? No, they're higher than that. Okay. But you can jump into the shelving if you'd like to. But we might lose you in there. Yeah, exactly. Lorelei would like to see if there is any computer equipment, like meerkat her way on Corel's head to see if there's any computer equipment here or if it's just a purely physical. Uh, 20 on the perception. 15 on my perception. 16 for murals. Okay, so we're going to go one at a time. Corel, you're looking at books, correct? And you got a... Dirty 20. I would say the majority of these books are rotted, but there are a few which seem to have been kept clean, I will say. Like there's distinct areas where it feels like someone's been tidying. There are tracks and areas where dust has been cleared in like a wide pathway and from particular shelves. And that's recent? You can pick out a pattern to it, which is that the shelves are laid out in these rows. And over time, like you can see that a, one row is the cleanest and the row next to it is slightly less clean, like going in a gradient, almost like someone's been methodically going along. Right. Well, then I think I'd probably inspect the area that appears to have been most recently cleaned. Like you can see things that look like like organ diagrams and hmm. things like bones and muscle structures. It just seems to be this this particular row is full of medical texts. Okay. Probably look at some of the others. I'm going to say that as you kind of go down the sequence, checking the different rows, it feels like an ordinary library that people might use. Like medical texts, there's one which seems to have a little bit old-fashioned looking machinery. So what might have been their equivalent of like the first airplanes and stuff like that. And then like what might have been like a children's section with really colourful pictures and some of the books are shaped like what must have been their animals. It seems to be a legitimate public library used by people and kept clean somehow. Okay. Next is Faraday. What were you looking for, my darling? Any murals or artwork. Any murals or artwork. The floor. The walls in this library building are kind of a peachy colour and very simple and clean, like peach and white. But the floor is tiled with a pattern of like these that that golden diamond here again showing up uh, this time in like a spiral that loops into the center of the room and in the center of the room you can see this like these two golden discs and like a blue flower Lorelei my friend you meerkatting from Corel's head I don't think you managed to spot like high-tech computer banks much in the style of a real library you can see what looks like it might have been a bit of a rundown computer area there's also a set of like podiums 
there's four of them. Three of them look heavily filmed in dust. The fourth is clean and has a red laser light. And I'm going to say with that roll that you suspect this might have been like the checking area for the books. Basically, what Lorelei was going to try to do was basically looking for files that I can rip onto the Maelstrom equivalent of a USB drive. Because okay. Lorelei has proficiency in computing, so mm. I feel like she probably have some form of ability to okay either bluetooth or usb stuff but will they be compatible this is true she was gonna see if we could find any indication of what like important or revered books were Mm. and once we've grabbed faraday men try and mend them up enough to make them movable oh that's a good idea the podium where they scan books probably has information on what's been like what was what was last checked out. Frequency might indicate what was important to them, and you'll probably also be able to access a list of titles that have ever been te- checked out. You'll be able to read them, like like Pictionary. You can see which ones say the same thing. Yeah, you'll be able to kind of see the covers a bit, so you might be able to see what was checked out frequently. Then again, by doing that, you might end up with their version of the Hunger Games. Or just a popular novel, which is quite <laughs> or even funny. even worse, Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, yeah, God. Even worse, you might end up with weird turtle porn. <laughs> <laughs> weird turtle porn. From the public library, so it's I'm... probably not even well written. Alternatively, there's that bank of, there's like a row of shitty looking computers. You might be able to get something from there. Though going off what I know from library computers... They are a little bit useless. A little bit useless. They tend to tell you about the books in the library and the internet. And the internet, I'm going to guess, is not working for these people. (laughs) What I'm saying essentially is you can probably access information about what books were popular. Yes, I would like to do that. Okay. Which way would you like to go? Podium or computer? I'm going to wait for Faraday to finish and then take Faraday to a podium. If that is amenable. (laughs) Okay, uh, Faraday, you've been examining the floor mural. Do you join Lorelei? Yeah, probably while Corel is going down more rows of books. (laughs) This aisle is just medical text. This one's children's books. I would have thought Corel be into the medical text, being That's an true, anthropologist. Be that. That's true. Okay, so the two of you head over to the podium, which presumably was what was used to check things out. It is as tall as Faraday is. <laughs> yeah, you probably have to like scoot a box there or something. Yeah. But I'll find something which is intact enough for me to climb on it. There's uh, several weighty looking tomes that are just discarded on the floor. I'm sorry, information. I've got to use you as a stepping, <laughs> a stepping stool. I'm sorry. Information, knowledge gets you places. <laughs> yeah, it's deep. It's not just a stool. Whoa. <laughs> so you're Mind both blown. able. You're both able to get up on this podium. When you're there, so you're wanting to see if you can. I'm trying to work out the order of things. So A, access the podium. B, get the information you want. See if we can download it and figure out what popular books were so we can go mend them. Okay. I'm going to say that to kind of activate the podium and investigate it is probably going to be computing. And then we'll take a computing check to navigate all the shit inside it. And it'll be meddling to try and get download stuff. 24 for the first computing. Amazing. 27 for the second computing. Brilliant. What happens is this. You get up on your little podium, you get up on your little podium of books and you start investigating. You have tiny, tiny hands, Lorelei, and they are perfect for worming in under the cracks and crevices of consoles, especially when they are far larger than you. Your tiny little hands are probably the equivalent of a very small screwdriver to these people. So you are ideal for breaking into this checkout podium and investigating how it works. There's a logic to computing, like computing stuff, right? Like there's always going to be an on button or power source of some kind. And you're able to kind of find that area and turn it on. And weirdly, the podium turns on no problem and seems to be functioning. I will say that the display kind of flickers and glitches a little bit and it looks old. And initially you think the keyboard that appears has like just hasn't got any markings on the buttons, but... As you start tapping at it and trying to like navigate your right way around this really garish orange UI, like user interface that pops up, uh, you realize that the keyboard has just been used so much, the buttons have been entirely like markings have been rubbed off. This is not helpful. Faraday, help. I got a 26. 
Okay, so the two of you put your heads together and I'm going to say what probably has to happen is Faraday has to kind of piggyback her piggyback her comms, her own comms unit into this podium and try and kind of take control from there in a way because this this thing's keyboard is it's it's done in a language you don't speak a b there's no markings left on the keys so it, the keyboard itself is completely unusable like logically i just don't see how you'd be able to use it so faraday kind of has to take over a bit from the inside a bit like a remote desktop and kind of huddling over the tiny screen of her comms unit the two of you are able to finally open up something that looks like it might have been a catalog and you can see book covers whizzing by um, I'm going to say you don't manage to find like a, a convenient stats page, but you do manage to find initially you're confused because it seems to have like the same titles coming up again and again for a while. And then I think you manage to work out that this seems to be the log history of checkouts. And initially it's kind of chaotic and a lot of books are going out. And as you're kind of whizzing and scrolling along, you can see them slowly drying out until you end up in this steady pattern which goes for dozens of pages all the way to the like to much later which is just different books sequentially at an extremely steady beat one two three four just really methodical someone seems to have been going through the collection like reading entire categories at a time um in terms of popularity I think you find, I'm trying to think about what books are popular in libraries, probably like an equivalent of an eyewitness guide. So um, things like landscapes, things like creature books of charismatic megafauna, all very tortoise themed and um, content like that. So it's mostly stuff like information about what must have been their homeworld, information about them. Natural geographic. Yeah, like the things people do find interesting and do check out. There is also what looks like some kind of novel in there which comes up quite a lot hmm well <laughs> i think i'm going to avoid the fiction just in cases and it doesn't look like there's anything like particularly politically important it doesn't look like this was like an academic library or anything like that but these dates here they go on for a lot longer i think would I be able to deduce that, judging from the information of the circle outside, the death by old age, and the dust tracks, only one, one podium being a lot less dusty than the others, and the much, much later record of all of these other ones, that someone might still be here? I would say that you as a person have put it together, and it would make sense for me. It would make sense for me at this point for Lorelei to also put that together. Um, Faraday, I think someone here is still alive. I don't know how, and I don't know who. Um, I don't know if it's one of these turtle tortoise type creatures who's... You got the other three names, didn't you? We don't know even know which one they are. Corel, Corel has just come up. Did I hear something about people being alive? Because it definitely looks like someone's been looking after the books. Yeah, did I pick up... Did I see any footprints? Ooh, hang like, on. Like tail drag marks? Yeah. Okay, that's a really good question. I will say there are no footprints, but there is a drag mark through some of the dust, which kind of looks like, almost like something a little bit tattered has been rubbed, like lightly drifted over it. Yes, there was something, something like that. Not a tail, but... Like a cloth. And Corel, one more detail. Every now and again, you could see like an odd little like dark fleck. And as Lorelei's like asking you about footprints, I will say that the kind of dark flecking every now and again springs to your mind again. Hmm. Dark flecks. I'm going to go back to where I think I saw them. I'm going to try and pick them up. Yep. Yeah. Uh, could roll me a perception check. Natural 20. Yes! Corel, the dark flecks are rubber. Um, am I the only one who's getting worried that we've split up from the others? <laughs> As you say that, you hear a deafening bellow from the golden oh, palace. Oh no. <laughs> oh dear. Oh, shit. <laughs> shit. Shit. <laughs> oh, ah. And uh, back in the golden palace, mm. you turn to see an enormous 10 foot tall silhouette 
hulking in a doorway which has opened up in the left-hand mural. This being is not one of the tortoises. This being is... It's a sight. It's an enormous sight wearing tattered clothes. Some kind of wretched cross between a hyena and a mole with hulking shoulders, long arms, tiny hips and short legs. Its head is long and rectangular. Its eyes blink bright green from the screen running across its face. And it has a necklace of like odd trinkets dangling and tinkling from its neck. And the trappings of someone who's been here for a very long time. Wait, well, is it speaking in Siri Trade? You had comprehend languages, didn't you? Yes, yeah, I have. So I can understand the literal meaning of anything that's said. Yeah, so you definitely understand who are. It does not speak. It's not speaking in Zuri Trade. Okay, I just wanted to check. Stop. I think I just got to spin around. I was like, you know, put, my, like put, put, put hands up. Might be best to put your hands up. The figure starts stomping forwards and the ground quakes a little bit as it comes. It's huge and heavy and it goes, Z, protect. Uh, Ooh, ah. Uh, uh, can I try speaking in Silex? Go for it. We're not, we're, we're not, here, to do, not here to do anything. We're just... We're... Oh, what are we? We're not here to hurt anyone, definitely. Explorers? Uh, this is hard. Comprehend languages is one way, isn't it? So you can't, you're not speaking in anything you, comprehensible. No, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I'm speaking in Silex yeah. right now. Yeah. Doesn't speak Silex, buddy. I try speaking in Tekit. The... Oh, Tekit! Shit, that's a good one. Hang on, that took yeah. me a second to clock. I said Tekit. Uh, you said Tekit, okay. Yeah. Uh, Tekkit. What is Tekkit? Tekkit is the it, language of the Apelta, and yeah. there's a mural of an Apelta on the wall. Yeah. That's a really good call, Al. Well done. Actually, yeah, you get a point of inspiration for that. Well done. That was a really good link up. You get no reaction to Silex. You run through, the two of you were running frantically, frantically through languages as this being thunders closer. Poor Tesh. Um, <laughs> yeah, T- Tesh is like fully flattened against the wall behind you, like, <laughs> Crick. You say, what do you say in Tekkit? Oh, I think you know what I say. Friend. The being stops. And then I, I, I sort of point to the sort of point to the three of us, like, like circling my hands. Mm-hmm. And I say, defenders. Defenders. Well, I, I nod and I say, your enemy is our enemy. Your fight is our fight. Uh, and I like reach down slowly to my uh, gun by my side and I throw it on the floor. The sight swivels one chameleon-like eye after the gun and then like flings an arm out towards it and an enormous metallic like chain-like whip leaps out of its palm and punts the gun out of the doorway and down the stairs back into the city. Where are we? I mean, I assume we headed off running towards this, but... <laughs> oh, I... you're running towards this. You see, you fully see Crick's gun come yeeting out of the mouth of Pew! the palace and fly past you, fly, fly towards you. That doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. That doesn't look good. <laughs> As they're kind of running up the stairs, like panting and like, ah, um, Crick, you're standing motionless opposite the site who is also motionless and towering over you and the site kind of its eyes like rotate and rotate and you can you can almost hear it thinking like the clunking and whirring of its ancient body ticking over as it just stares at you and is seems a bit at a loss like this isn't what it is it's expected see protect palace the way is shut so your z z I'm Mitchell. This is Schlurp. I wave. And this is, oh god. Tesh. Tesh. We come in peace, and I think we need your help. Z help? Z has spent millennia helping. I see, I've saw, I've seen it. Z has spent millennia helping, and now Mitchell think that can help. Who are, where have been? How loud is is Z? 
deep and rumbling. You guys are like, as you kind of ascend the stairs, you can hear, you can hear is like its words. So I can hear Tekkit being spoken. Yes. Yeah, you can hear Tekkit, man. Z kind of clenches one enormous fist and seems almost like overcome by emotion. The way is shut. I have a friend you probably want to meet. And we run into the room. The Z swings towards you as you enter and initially like raises both hands and you can see like the like the whips and bringing to emerge from its palms. And then it kind of sees Corel and is like clunks its arms down. Are you speaking in Tekkit, Corel? Yes, I have to. Why are you speaking Tekkit? Mitchell spoke in Tekkit. Can I point at the mural on the wall? <laughs> point, point. Yeah, Z points at Mitchell who points at like the figure of the suitor on the wall. There's, there's a there's there's like ten seconds pause and then Corel goes, huh? So everyone, this is Z. <laughs> Z. Oh, they can't understand me. <laughs> Corel Corel just does start walking towards Z. Lorelei tries saying, since she's spent so much time with the kids, I, she probably isn't fluent, but knows like, hello, goodbye. Oh, that's a good shout in the Tarili language. Uh, yeah, the again, the being looks at you and says, Little bird. And sounds almost fond. Mitchell friend and also Tarili friend. The being looks slowly around at you all and then collapses in an earth-shaking thud to its knees. I think most of Lorelei's anger has sort of subsided to just general adrenaline. Mm. So she just goes into like automatic, like sad, this is a sad person mode and walks up like slowly, but Mm. obviously to try and be comforting and maybe looks to Faraday like, you're good at this. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, I think Faraday's looking at Corel because Corel's approaching at the same time as Lorelei. Z is on their knees. What do you guys do? Lorelei wants to give him a hug. Okay. Corel mostly just wants to ask questions. <laughs> Lorelei, you gently put your arms around Z's one, one of Z's enormous metal shoulders. You can see now that their cape is tied together from dozens of different like shirts and pieces of clothing, which are all just kind of rotting. And the being just kind of shudders very faintly under your touch. Touch, uh, Corel. What do you ask? The main question in Corel's mind is pointed. It just Corel points to the mural and the very clear figure of a suitor and I and Corel just asked, who is that Z looks up at you and at the, the silhouette and looks almost confused that you wouldn't know and then just goes he who guides and then Z points up at the kind of the you can just see like the lower half and the edge of this cloak and the tail, but it's enough to tell it's a suitor. And Z points and then says in this very soft voice, The lover. I beg your pardon? He who loved and lost. The sad one who guides. Loved who he called her his queen. Corel at that <laughs> clenches slightly. And then just as a question, they say, Cavorus? Z's pointing arm swings slowly to the stag beetle figure. Cavorus. He who guides. And the figure po- is pointing at Cavorus and says, He who knows. He who knows, he who guides. Corel's in a thousand yard stare. Give this poor sad robot a hug, please. I of course give the robot a hug. <sighs> just Cat gently touching this giant Can I like side. try to like play a song? Just like... Yeah, sure, what do you play? Just like a little soft thing? Just like a little something like from way back in my memory, back when I was still back in that pre-shirt of like she ever sung me anything to kind of like calm me down. Like, song, I know music. Um, just, and just a nice little lullaby type song. And as you like play, Z's head kind of droops and they seem to kind of 
not hexale, but there's like a tension that slowly leeches out of their enormous form. And then finally, they look up and say, See will help. Craig, can you ask them what they're protecting, please? Uh, Z. Yes. What are you protecting? Z, protect the little prince. The what? Krill's head snaps back. <laughs> can you take us to the little prince? Z can, but you must not hurt him. What's this prince's name? His name is Utsakral. When you say the way is shut, what way? What direction is it? Z points to the mural with Kavoris and the suitor and the thrones. So that's that's a door? Yes. Can you open it for us? Hi, welcome to the Eternity Archives, an actual play podcast where we take on the role of archivists, working for an interdimensional library that catalogues and protects the fabric of reality. As archivists, we are tasked with journeying out into the realms, taking on characteristics of people from that reality, and remedying whatever issues may be causing a disturbance in the dimension. Every arc, we'll be playing a different RPG, maybe even returning to systems we like later on. But this is a fun way for us as players and you as listeners to explore and learn about different tabletop systems. We'll discuss the rules, create sheets for our characters, and play a short campaign to get a feel for the game. Afterwards, we'll do a bit of discussion. We'll talk about what we liked and didn't like, and what we'd know to do better next time. My name is Babby, and I am playing Riddle de Jaquel. They are a tiefling nerd baby. I'm Ziva, and I am playing Linda, the lovable human office lady. And I'm Dorka. I play Zen, the barbarian lizard princess. Let's get down to some actual playing. Are y'all ready? Yeah. Yeah, let's go, boys. This is the Eternity Archives. Zikan. Would you please open it for us? Are you the ones sent to wake him? We shouldn't lie to this. We shouldn't lie to this guy. <laughs> we are not. Maybe name drop. Name drop who? Zulu. Truthfully, Z, no. But you have been here a very long time, and I don't think those people are ever coming. But if their mission was to protect this place, to protect the galaxy, that's our mission too. To protect galaxy. Yes. Z's mission is to protect him from the Mad King. The Mad King? Who's that? The fire and anger and hate. Oh no. Ah, great. You know when I said earlier that your enemy was our enemy? Yes. That Mad King is our enemy. That's who we are fighting. And if the prince can help defeat that mad king. We need his help. Z rises and it's like a mountain rising. Lorelei, I'm gonna say you're straight up buoyed up on, on it on his on his shoulder on its I, shoulder as you as it rises. I'm fine with that. I'm friends with the corral. I'm used to occasionally just being carried. <laughs> <laughs> and Z spreads their palms forwards and the mural glows and a doorway like a a golden line runs around forming a doorway and then the door opens on a corridor and it's like without even waiting z just starts marching off towards this corridor i just like guys come on come on come on on." lorelei is a little glowing dot in the distance like riding this is my life now yeah we we go I assume we're all going, but I'm going to be there coming behind with Tess. Just like, it, like, do you need any help with any of this? Because I understand this is this is a lot for us. I must understand it'd be more for you. Mm. So, um, is there anything I can do to help? Yeah, yeah. What? Hang on, what? What? Oh, sorry. I was um lost in thought. My worldview is imploding, but that's okay. Welcome to the club. Can I help? You help? You help? Earlier, back when we were cooking dinner, you helped calm me down. I appreciate that. I'm asking to return the, if I can return the favor. I like the song you played earlier. Okay. Yeah, so I'll just start playing the song again. 
And she starts kind of loosening up a bit and then she says very shyly, my, my dad used to play it for me. My mum used to play this one for me. So I guess we both got pretty cool parents. Eh, I wouldn't call him cool, exactly. He was very busy. Yeah, okay, doesn't sound great, but... I mean, you, know, you knew the song, so that's something? Yeah, I, I guess so. It's nice to have a piece of him. There is one thing you can do for me. Yeah? I have really short legs, <laughs> and this city is huge. Can you carry me? Uh, yeah, sure. And I go, yeah, I lean, I lean down. Yeah, she hops onto your shoulders. So Corella's running full speed and brain exploding. <laughs> your, your little lapel and feet are going... Screaming. As he passes through a large room, which is like a miniature version of the main hall, uh, complete with four black chairs. And then the chamber is gone because he is still going and barrels through another mural, which opens into a doorway and then stops dead. And I imagine the rest of you probably slam up against Z's back. Through, around Z's kind of huge body and through their like arms, you can see a smaller room than ones you've been in before. It's circular with a domed ceiling and walls strung with rotten tapestries. Can I please take a perception check? 21. Oh, thank God for Corel. 18. I also got an 18. <laughs> 11. 10. Okay, well, the majority of you rolled pretty well, so I will call that a group success. Looking around Z as like because Z is stop stop motionless in the doorway, you can make out this small, beautiful room. You can't make out what was on the old shredded tapestries, but you can see colors like peach and green and gold. The floor is covered in rotten threads of what must have been rugs. Beneath them are tiles marked with that same gold diamond, and in the center of the room. Two bodies are sat up, resting against one another, draped in the remains of this fine cloth. Their hands are twined, and in their kind of looped arms, you can see bundled up in fabric, golden and smooth, and the size of a rugby ball, an egg. Around the bodies, they are just entirely encircled by those flowers, and there are like little pieces of mushroom and cloth and thread that have been brought here almost like offerings and then z kind of you realize like because he stopped dead you realize he is bowing their head and then they lift their head again and step inside and allow you to enter do i recognize these flowers oh you have a flash for a second as you see the shape of them of dark trees and a starry sky and a hand in your own and seeing a blossom like this but you can't like it's like the blurriest flash and you don't know when it's from or where it's from it's just like a it's like a subtle feeling of deja vu can i get down take one of the flowers and press it you can take one of the flowers z kind of like flinches a hand towards you for a second and then lets you yeah i I look up and i guess in broken truly um learn yeah you probably know learn or school um z kind of nods somberly education is important <laughs> yes <laughs> in our society we deeply value teachers <laughs> they are paid well I... or i guess they were and do not work lots of overtime <laughs> Uh, look to Faraday because Faraday's a medineer and I'm like I know you tend to work with machines more than you work with people at the moment and I'm not sure how many eggs you've worked with but um and I'm saying this in Zeri trade so Z doesn't understand me it doesn't look rotted is it still viable? Medineering? I want you to say what you do. What do you do to investigate the egg? I probably don't want to touch it. I guess I like walk around, look around it, probably try and stand over it, but very careful not to touch. Um, Maybe search for any signs of like heat or warmth. 24. It looks okay. But even with a 24, like there's only 
it's an egg. There's mm. only so much you can do to examine an egg without touching it. Yeah. I'm not trying to force you to touch it. I'm just like, even with a 24, there's literally only so much you can do. There is a trick you can do with eggs where you shine a light through them. So potentially you could do that without touching it. Mm. Um, if you do that, you can see a shadow inside. So there does seem to be something inside. It's not just mush. Mm. However, the light that goes through the egg seems to it doesn't seem to shine through it it's like it lands on the egg and then doesn't pass through mm. it's a very there's, a, there's a something really strange like even as you lean over it to try and get a better look it's like all the hairs on your arms stand on end and you can feel something around it which is very very uncomfortable i have seen eggs before Sp don't laugh i'm In trying to be dramatic about this <laughs> I was going to ask if I recognized the type of egg. That was it. When I had my black hole brain moment earlier, can I send any of that around at all? Oh, do you want to give it a go? Uh, um, <laughs> Romeo Carter. Do you want to fry all of your circuits? <laughs> yeah, let's do it. <laughs> do it, baby. And then Schlurp died. And Schlurp died from massive brain overload. What's that, Arcana? Uh, 16. There are two sources of power in this room. Oh, what the fuck? <laughs> and the second you try and pay attention to that part of reality, Schlurp... It's like you're standing underneath a railway bridge and there are a thousand trains going over it at once. There are two blinding coronas of energy in here. Like, can I sense where, roughly where they are or just the fact that there's two of them? They're both around the two bodies in the egg. Ooh! Uh. I think, like, <laughs> as, a noise. as like a proximity thing, like with the sun, you can't directly locate them, but you know they're in that tiny area. Right, okay. They go, mm. ooh, oh, that's still unpleasant. Oh, I hate that. That's what I was about to ask. <laughs> Dang it. Do I hear something? Yeah, you do. Where's it coming from? Can I roll to pinpoint it more exactly? Or mm, I would say yes, perception. 11. Okay. I think you can tell it's coming from the smaller of the two bodies because one is slightly smaller than the other. Okay. It's not coming from the egg. I hesitantly, keeping an eye on Z, walk up closer to the smaller body. Mitchell. Mitchell. And it gets louder. Okay, I'm standing right in front of it now. Finally. Uh, I kind of look around because I'm aware it looks like I'm talking to nobody. Are you good there? Corel is very focused on what Crick's doing. Uh, I'm hearing voices in my head. Don't laugh. It's saying, find me. And it's coming from this body. So I'm going to try and respond to it. I think we've found you. We're right here. So close. So close. You want me to touch it? Jess does. <laughs> um, Jess does. Okay, is it... Oh, I touch it. Oh, you... no. Where do you touch it? I mean, it's, it's an alien species. I don't know. It's they not... have arms. Is it an arm? I touch it on the arm. Its arm twists under yours and an enormous clawed hand encloses your elbow. Ah! <sighs> There's something cold pressing against your skin in the palm of its hand. Can I pick it up? Can you roll me strength to break free of its hold? Oh, okay. Eight. Okay, with an eight, you can't pull three, but you can feel something round and metallic digging into the underside of your arm and you're probably going to need to... I imagine you're probably going to need some help to break free, is what I'm going to say. Guys, can you help, please? My <laughs> <laughs> fluff the rock. Karel comes over and starts trying to pry this off. Okay, Elle, you have the help action now, so you can roll okay. with advantage. Natural 20. With Karel's help, you pry your arm free of the grasp of this long, dead being. You really should discuss with the group before touching things, Mitchell. Something round and silver falls to the ground. I pick it up. It is the size of your palm. It has a silver cover and this pattern of leaping bison-like creatures across it. It has like a little tiny button at the front. I press the button. Oh my god! It pings open. It is a compact mirror. You In it, you can see your own face. Uh, dirty, tired, a bit sweaty. What is it? Yes, what is it? It's a mirror. Is it a mirror? The image of you in the mirror nods. Um. You good? Did Corel see the the reflection nod? 
You see his normal reflection. You don't see the nod. Corel, did you see that? Uh, see what? When I asked if it was a mirror, my reflection nodded. You didn't see that? No, I did not see that. Am I human? I asked that out loud. Am I human? Looking at the mirror. The mirror nods. It nodded again, Corel. I believe you. Uh, Corel, you've always got questions. What should I ask? Give me a question. Question. Um, where's Kavoris? <laughs> I don't think that's a yes-no question, but I'll try it. Um, where's Kavoris? The mirror goes black. Of course. Uh, well, the mirror went black, Corel, so I don't think... <laughs> you broke the mirror. I don't think it's typical. a compass. Bloody typical. I know. <laughs> and you broke my mirror. Um, Was that Corel talking or Duncan? <laughs> Bit of both. Both. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Okay, I, as, as I said, again, I don't want to hug the spotlight here, so I'll just ask one more question, see if I can get the hang of it. On a, on a hunch, I turn the mirror towards the egg. Oh, oh my God, no, really? Oh, shit, okay. Um, <laughs> you turn the mirror towards the egg. Yeah. In the mirror, it glows with a sun, like a solar eclipse, like corona, and a golden diamond is blazing in the air over it. And in the center of that diamond is the silver trident. And there's like a film, there's like bands of light leaping out from the trident, wrapping around the egg, holding it in place but that golden diamond is burning and in the light around it you can see like ghostly flickers of imagery like hands and the head of what might have been like a gigantic hammer and like just images leaping around the egg there's so much going on in there and beneath it all you can see curled up tight a tiny sleeping form do I recognise what kind of form? It has a tiny version of the beak and stubby little claws. It is an unhatched version of one of the people who lived here. Just asleep. It doesn't even seem to be breathing. It's like entirely motionless, but it's it it looks whole and healthy, but just completely still. Okay, well, I pointed it towards it because I was going to ask a question. Mm-hmm. So I turn it back so my face is in the mirror again and I say, is that the prince? The mirror nods. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I think I know enough. Oh, and I also tell people what I saw. Ha. Huh. Okay. Ask if we're supposed to wake it up. Uh, sh should we wake up the egg? The mirror's surface starts to ripple like a liquid and your arm starts to grow cold. I think that's maybe a moral decision we have to make. I think <laughs> I don't think this mirror can tell us moral answers. Does it having said that, does it go back to normal? No, it continues to be kind of and it goes kind of not opaque but cloudy. Yeah. Lorelei thinks about it for a bit and decides she can't find the words that she needs in mm. Trilly. And since Crick is obviously very busy walks up to Corel to try and get them out of their frustration. Yes, yes. Can you ask Z if there's another exit? I, if we do decide that we're going to awaken this egg, now is not the time. So we need to find a way out that isn't blocked by a hard light monster. Good thinking, yes. I, I, I go to Z. Ah, uh, is there another way out that wouldn't be across the bridge. This place is hidden. There was never meant to be a way out. That's fair. Have you brought danger to this place? Danger got here ahead of us. We, uh, trying to keep it away. <sighs> Corral, can you ask what the thrones were for? Whose were the thrones and what were they for? They were the thrones of Taklat. And Z points to the smaller figure. And Yenzakt. As for the other thrones, they belong to he who knows and he who guides. They were always with us. They knew he was coming. 
Corel has to ask that he who guides, did he... Where? When? No, there's too many questions. She does not know. She knows that they have always been with us. Could someone ask why they aren't here? Yeah, I ask that. Z rolls their massive shoulders and then just says, Maybe they lost too. And then Lorelei looks at Corel like, Suitors? For how long Z is implying? Suitors don't usually live that long. Even I know that much. That's one point. The other point is, I really thought we we were dealing in a pre-Apelta world. I really didn't think my people were a part of this, but it's feeling like at least one of them were. And I really want to know why and how. Whenever we've seen those markings before, they're connected to incredibly powerful beings. And if this suitor was in any way on the level of Kavoris, then who's to say time means anything? We know that time can be a bit hinky, strange with gods. Do we know that? Well, I went to the place where the gods live, and I was there for six months, and for you it was like two seconds. Yes, time dilation perhaps, but not travelling into, right into the past, as it seems. I'm going to ask Z something in Tekkit. Yes. Z, where did He Who Guides come from? Z swings their head around for a second and then points up at the domed ceiling. Do you mean above ground? No, he's pointing at the domed ceiling. The domed, the, he came from the ceiling? It has a mural on it. <laughs> you, fucking, you goddamn! I have a little shit. Wonderful let it, troll. Let, it, let, her, do, let her say it. Let her say it. Tell us what it. Tell us what it shows, Paige. The ceiling is more stylized than the other murals, but the picture it shows is clear, except for where parts of it have been shot off, and I mean shot. It's like. The round pockmarks of Blastifier have shot up a portion of this mural. You see a beautiful, elegant creature with a long, uh, long tadpole-like tail and the head that a head that looks kind of like a dolphin. You see holding hands with that being a Terilli. You see holding hands with the Terilli, one of the giant tort birds, as we've been calling them. <laughs> You see, holding hands with the tort bird, a crane with um, black, white, and red feathers. And then holding hands with the crane um, is a segmented being which is like shot to pieces. And in the center of this ring of figures are three shapes. The silver trident, the letter-like stamp of Kavoris, and then there is a third shape in the center, center, which looks like the skull of a deer. Faraday, you recognize that skull immediately, because every time you're chased by the specter of death, it looks like that. And Z says, they knew things. They told us about what would come. They warned. They helped. They guided. And it was for nothing. And Z lowers their arm again. And then, in the distance, beyond the palace, you can hear a rumbling noise. And Z looks up, and then looks around at you all and says, like, points at the egg, and is like, Will you... What is that? Will Z must protect him? Have you brought danger? Are you still translating? Yeah. Um, I look at Crick and I'm like, do you think you could convince him that the safest place isn't here anymore? Because danger has come to them because the one way in was too enticing for evil men. Yeah, I can try and put that in a way. We didn't bring the danger. But danger has come, and this 
city is no longer safe. Z looks crestfallen and then determined and then points again at the egg and says, Then he must move. But I cannot move him. It is part of the ceiling of the city. He sleeps. It cannot be undone. And Z again points at the ceiling and at the trident and says, It cannot be undone except by him. Faraday, you managed to open the door. Yeah, that that was kind of a a heavy spell thing. I I don't think I can do that again right now. I might have something, but I'm not sure if that would be enough. If someone who potentially has dominion over time was the one who locked this egg here. Okay, we we need to move. Do we need to wake him up now? Well, I'm sure he'll be safer asleep, right? Is it possible to move him right now? I am going to look at Z and say interrelly, point at me, point at the egg, and say, touch. Z says, try. Okay, so Lorelei's going to walk forward and attempt to move the egg. Okay, cool. Uh, let me get Jess, have you got a new character prepared? <laughs> oh, if Just I, if out I, of interest. The second your hands touch the egg, Lorelei, your palms are burning and you cannot lift them away. I just start screaming. I, Jessica, am not going to start screaming. Lorelei starts screaming. The pain is so intense that your vision like tingles and then whites out and then your eyes are full of fire. You see a tree burning and then... Through the yellow of the flames, you see silver, the silver trident. And as your vision returns, you can smell the burning of your fur and your palms. And the egg is in your hands, lifted away. And the being inside stirs, finally, no longer locked in time or in place. As you kind of heft the egg into your arms Lorelei. your hands are so tender it's like really difficult to touch it but you can see on the back of your right hand there's a burn mark in the shape of a three-pronged spear in the shape of the trident and as you look at that and hold the egg there's another deafening rumble and then the palace begins to collapse around you Hey, it's Paige Dolby Evans, your game master, host, and resident dog person. I just wanted to say that the Junket podcast wouldn't be possible without the talents of the lovely people behind the characters. That's my wife Leonie as Dr. Faraday Zenith Lewis, Duncan as Corel, Elle as Captain Mitchell Crick, Shona as Schlurp, and Jess as Lorelei Widewanderer. Our show is powered by a modified version of Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition. To learn about the custom rulings, mechanics, and aliens that make our game possible, you can visit our website, thejunkitpodcast.com, or just ask us on Twitter at thejunkitpod. Lastly, if you're both willing and able, you could support the show over on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash thejunkitpodcast. That's all from me. See you in a fortnight.